Hi, everyone. I'm Fazan. I'm Asia. I'm joined by my co Excuse me. Thank you. Listen, listening. Um, <laughs> this is already going so well. Um, I'm joined by my co-host, Asia. Take it away. Hi, guys. Or I should say, howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. Um, what is this podcast called? Asia. <laughs> Asia's saying howdy because she's from Texas. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's called Boo, a media podcast. So good. That, we agreed on that, right? <laughs> Boo, a media podcast. Yeah. A podcast where we talk about media, specifically movies, with the exception of this episode. Yeah. We, yeah, we'll occasionally veer into lower art forms like music or film or literature, but I think we're going to try to stick with movies, right? Yeah, I think the crux of this podcast is that we'll watch a film together or not together and then discuss it at length on this podcast and then ultimately tell you whether or not it's it was worth good. your time. Right, yeah. exactly. This is an anti-letterbox podcast. We Letterboxd is like, what's the opposite of a sponsor? Our competitor, I guess? Yeah, it's, we would, I think we should deplatform it. And I think people should divest. I would not accept the dime. Except, actually, funny story, I just entered a Letterboxd sweepstakes. (laughs) Wait, what? Wait, really? I'm looking this up, hold on. Okay, I don't know if it's a sweepstakes. I literally don't even know what you get. But it's, like, for that movie, Benedetta, that I saw with Hannah and her girlfriend, you basically had to write a review and then tell Letterboxd that you wrote a review. Like, Uh I filled out this Google form that had, like, three entries. And then you could maybe win some Benedetta merch, which is so funny because I rated that movie, like, two two, two out of five stars. (laughs) Oh, that Um, was funny. I'm hoping it's a t-shirt with a nipple on it, obviously. Oh, true. I mean, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Um, someone oh, was trying not. to tell me about the video game Bayonetta, and they were like, you were really, you would really like that. And I was like, ain't that the movie that just came out? <laughs> it's kind of funny that, like, you, I'm, like, actually Googling Bayonetta right now, but that you don't, like, know anything about, about stuff like that. About video no, games. A, yeah, like, you seem like you would play video games. I know, everyone always says that. Everyone's always like, you're a gamer. Like, how do you not know what an NPC is? And I'm like, is that a non-person of color? Like, <laughs> you're a white person? They prefer the term yeah. white. <laughs> right, right, right. Or clear colored. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is an anti-letterbox podcast. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. Let's say what we're all, like, we're anti, so that we... <laughs> this is what we're not going to do. Okay, okay, okay. Um... Anti-film canon, Anti-NFTs. Anti-NFTs, 100%. 100%. Um, Anti- We are too stupid to figure out how to use them, and we're also not interested for vaguely leftist reasons. Yeah. No, they're bad for the environment. (laughs) I'm not sure what the Um, reasons are, but yeah. (laughs) Oh, wink, wink. Um, We're anti- I'll just say it. I'll go out on the limb here. We're anti-Woody Allen. Yeah, that's fine with me. I've never seen one of his movies. I've never. I'm not really interested in seeing any of them. You're what we call a golden star film. That's true. (laughs) Watcher. (laughs) Right, right. I came out the womb never having touched a Woody Allen movie. You're so lucky. Thank you. Have you seen any? Honestly, before we totally stop talking about him forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We. I have. You've seen, I assume, Annie Hall. Mm -hmm. Did you watch Manhattan? I haven't seen Manhattan. I've seen Hannah and Her Sisters. I've seen Vicky Cristina Barcelona. 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 I've seen, yeah. <laughs> I've seen like Blue Jasmine. What's that? What? You so you're a stan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it wasn't Blue Jasmine, but there's one where they're like in Italy. You know what? Let's actually like move on. Move on. Move on. Call me, call me Byron. Call me Byron. <laughs> No. no, you're thinking of New York Rain. Wait, Rainy Day New York. That's the Timothy Chalamet Woody Allen movie. <sighs> That's true. I yeah, yeah. I forgot that they also collaborated. I know you were making that joke, but I just thought but it was I, funny. But no, but that's a good connection because that's like it's almost yeah. not a joke. My joke kind of collapsed. Yeah. Um, I don't actually want to talk about all the Woody Allen movies I've seen. It's okay. I'm I, I'm woefully 
I haven't even seen the documentaries or anything. All I know is... Oh, I, I've also watched those. I've seen both sides. I, I don't know. Yeah. So let's talk about women. Women. Yeah, we got to recenter the conversation around women. Let's just go ahead and get into it. Mia Farrow. Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say Sex in the City. (laughs) I'm against the reboot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not. I... Do we... Should we... Okay, we have... Side note for the listeners, we have talked about this privately already. And so I'm, I'm wondering if I need to relitigate like the same points. Ten minutes, I mean, yeah. okay, you have three minutes to talk about. My give opinion. your case. You know what, actually? That's a lot of pressure. This could be, no, 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 this could be interesting, though. We could okay. have, like, we could spar. Um, sure. You have I'm a, for it. I'm for it, and you're against. Yeah, yeah. You have two yeah. minutes to convince me and two the audience. Two minutes. That's like... Okay. It's honestly too much time. I wanted to say one minute. This is like but... a freaking improv challenge. Well, you love improv. So you I have don't... two minutes to convince the girlies or the okay. non- the non-gender described audience members to yeah, sure. watch their Sex and the City reboot. And okay. also I should say that we are watching, we're recording this December 10th. So this yeah. is like right after the first. Right after the first out. two episodes came out. Yeah. Um, Getting it more Kava. Okay, can you still hear me? Yeah, of course. I have my headphones on. Okay, I would say so. Yeah, I've seen the first episode twice, the second episode once. Wait, what? Sorry, well, I, I watched the first episode in a moment of weakness. Um, because I, I, I got home from like a crazy night at like 2 59 a.m. and I was like, oh, it's coming out what? in like a minute. <laughs> yeah, and, um, I don't know, I just like needed some comfort. I knew that like you know, Sex and the City would provide that. It's like, it would hold me, cradle me like a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm debating whether I'm from New York and I was like feeling really not excited about it. So I kind of figured that watching it would be like kind of a, a decent way to convince me again. Um, it wasn't, but I, it, like, it, it's hard to explain. It kind of like scratched the same itches. Like it's like um, listening to a bad album by an artist you really like. Like, cause it, yeah. it's just like, you know, it's still, it's still hitting those marks, but it's like, not like, you know, it's not good. Right. However, Sarah Jessica Parker is a good actress. I don't think I ever gave her any credit. She has a lot of like, I'm going to spoil it. Cause I don't give a shit. Big dies at the end of the first episode. And she yeah. like, and that gives like a lot of momentum in like at least episode two, like she has like a lot to do. And it's like interesting. Um, and she's really good when she's like depressed and mourning. And, like, I mean, that was the whole first minute. movie. Yeah. I them, oh, I did. I, I didn't even realize I was being timed. Just, of course I'm telling you. I was two minutes. It's not funny. These are concessions. <laughs> convincing people. I know. These are, these are concessions. <laughs> I'm, that's like what makes up a good argument. Um, it's funny in a meta way to mm. watch the writers try to make a fundamentally like unwoke show woke. Like it's pretty. It just seems like an impossible task, and it's like fun to watch them kind of like fall over themselves, and like like literally each character makes a black friend, and it's like beyond parody. Like sounds like you, <laughs> the TV show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, how how much time do I have left? I don't know. I forgot. Okay, hold on. You have ten seconds. So closing statement. Pizan. <laughs> It's like, I can't, it's, I, I think I'll do a better job, like, re- with my rebuttal, basically. Oh my god, okay, the, the rebuttal is the combo. Well. No, you, don't you have a two minute, don't you get, like, a two minutes, like, why it shouldn't be rebooted? Oh, Isn't okay, that, fair enough. I was, or, like, not gonna time myself, but I'll time myself. I'll fucking fair. time you. <laughs> okay, yeah, actually use my name, because I don't want to, like, look at the time. Right. Um, can I go now? Um... Yeah, 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 okay. Okay, so you shouldn't watch Sex in the City, A, because Samantha's not there, and I feel like, what more do I need to say? Also, okay, <laughs> for full disclosure, I have not seen the reboot. I don't plan on watching the reboot, but, like, I am making what some may call an uninformed decision to not watch the show, because I would rather watch good things, and or, like, well, bad things that are funny. You've seen and the original. I have. Okay, okay. So I've also like re like watched the original twice. Um, 
So like I have like a pretty, and I've also like, I've watched more of the original than you have. So I have like a like pretty robust knowledge of Sex in the City. Um, I've seen it all now. Oh, oh that's true. <laughs> Actually, I didn't um, finish it. I, there's, I don't think I finished season six. Well, I've also seen like both movies multiple times. So I'm okay. like, would okay. someone call a Sex in the City fan? You watch Sex in the City two more than once. Sorry, I'll give you more time. What? <laughs> <laughs> For what reason? Uh, well, okay. So I watched it with my mom. Like uh-huh. we watched it together. And I don't know. I was like probably like, I think even I was what? 2010 or 2011 that movie i was a kid it was okay that's fair enough i'm Um, obsessed with the scene not to interrupt you the scene where they like find these like they're they're getting accosted because samantha throws her condoms all all over the floor in abu dhabi oh yeah and muslim women in black hijabis like or like or like they're wearing the burqas they're wearing burqas they're not even hijabs they're wearing like yeah um usher them inside to some like room for just women and then they take their clothes off and they're wearing like designer it is the most like white feminist thing they're also reading those books that samantha's reading about hormones and they're like slay mama like our (laughs) our favorite and then they all leave dressed in burkas you know what's funny that was the inspiration for lady gaga's aura off the 2013 is that a joke are you serious (laughs) The fucking song was originally named Burka. Um, <laughs> she watched that scene and she was like, "This needs to be recorded." This is my aura. Yeah. Um, anyway, favorite... sorry. You have you have more time also if you want to. Well, I'll, okay, whatever. I was like, we're really about to go down a rabbit hole. I know our favorite scenes from that movie. I know. Um, okay, so also, I mean, we talked about this earlier, but obviously, like people don't know this. I think that. This is like a lot of pandering from what I've gathered from like the Twitter reviews and yeah. you know fan, fan I, service. Yeah, the people that well not even fan service because I'm a fan and they're not servicing me. I feel like they're like pandering to like this like fake voter. I mean, I hate to be I hate to say yeah. this, but yeah. like this like notion of like this person who is somewhat conservative but like socially liberal. And they're trying to create, like, mold these, like, upper-class white women into these, I don't know, I guess, like, honestly, they're, like, symbols of, like, oh, you can change, you know? Like, they're trying to, like, spoon-feed, spoon-feed, like, America the shit that honestly isn't even really based off of anything that will help, like, any of the material needs that people have. It's just, like, buzzwords to have like yeah because it's like a product that they're trying to sell and i know and i know that's like all television but i feel like i i would want a sex in the city reboot if samantha's involved but also if they're it's like actually where these women are supposed to be at in their periods of time like i'm okay with watching like a mostly this is like probably i mean i okay like i understand that like we need more diversity in these shows like obviously Mm -hmm. it's in new york Oh, and I'm even out of time. Well, I'll just finish this point. But, yeah. like, I don't necessarily think that these women would ever interact with diverse people that aren't extremely wealthy. And I also I mean, don't think that they would be open to learning more about the world. No. You and I agreed on that point. I mean, I suppose Charlotte's new friend is equally wealthy. She's just, a, like, a POC. Um, I mean, that's like, fine. You, you know, they called her Black Charlotte. Um <laughs> Uh, the Miranda thing is, I think, the most awkward because she like, are you have you read anything about this? It's like they no. give her. I carefully avoided mentioning this in my advocacy of the reboot because it's by far the worst part. But like, she's like, she quit corporate law to do a um to, to get a master's in human rights or something, and she's taking a class with like some activist, and she makes a comment about her teacher's braids and then she like falls over herself being like oh I, i'm sorry i just didn't look like, look like the picture i saw online and like oh like you guys almost think i'm so stupid i'm a serious person i promise and it's like this is fucking miranda like she I was a careerist like, like and I mean, it's like yeah I, i'm wondering if it's like or i had a friend that was like maybe it's like cynthia nixon like trying to choose sort of what you know no, that's what i'm saying like okay yeah. i understand this is like another problem with this reboot is that these women have not 
And I think that they all are like fairly talented within their own ways. Like, I think that that's like totally fair to say, but I feel like they haven't been able to like escape the Sex and the City mythology. And it's always going to be a part of their identity. It's not like everybody, it's kind of, okay. I guess like a good comparison would be like the Friends cast. Like the majority of them are always going to be Friends cast, but like Jennifer Aniston, Lisa Kudrow, like they were on Friends, but they also have careers outside of that. And also careers where they're not playing their characters. Right. I mean, I've never watched in the sense that you like you mean like Sex and City, like the actors aren't quite as iconic outside of. No, I mean maybe Sergeant Parker. She had like those other shows. Cynthia Nixon ran for governor. Charlotte does Hallmark movies. That's I don't true. Know. <laughs> but like in terms of like, well, fucking Sarah Jessica Parker literally dressed like dresses like Carrie does outside of the show. Oh, yeah. Well, no, and I was watching an interview. It's extremely out of, like, um, it's just a fictionalized version of their lives. Like, they're weaving even more of that stuff. But that's, like, like, also fucked up because, like, this show is not even based on these women. Like, it's based on an actual woman who was a columnist and a political in New York. And, like, I don't know how involved she is in this reboot. But, like, Carrie is her. It's not Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm yeah. curious to see, like, how they would incorporate her life into it. Because, like, truly, she's an interesting one. Like, I'm not really interested in these rich actor actors. I mean, Cynthia, Cynthia and Extend, like, Miranda was always kind of queer-coded. Well, so. that's another thing. I, I think, I, I don't, like, they're implying that they're going to make her gay. Like, I think. Yeah. In the second episode, I kind of got vibes. So, but like the thing is, like in regards to like Miranda the character, though you're absolutely right. She was not. Who, first off, what fifty year old woman who makes like I don't know a million dollars a year? I don't know how much corporate lawyers make, but I'm assuming at least that she, much. She had a really cringy like, oh well, like after Trump and after the, the Muslim ban and the pink pussy hats just wasn't enough anymore for me. Like I needed to do, like you know, she could literally still practice law and just do the opposite of what she's doing for the corporate lawyers and like you know yeah. take them to court and make them pay like you don't have to go back to school it's that's it's really funny it's like really vague what she's doing but it's very obvious she's doing something very good and virtuous like that's like the point like she's a good white woman it's funny because well, the show is like carefully trying to avoid um falling white savior these, like, yeah white savior and like these racist tropes kind of but like it still ends up doing something that the show would find it's like the show itself would find offensive. Like there is a moment yeah. where she ends up does she ends up saving her teacher from like some attack. Like literally. See, okay. Like, how movie. much do you bet that they like rewrote that in June of 2021 or 2020? Oh, that's like yeah. Oh, we have to incorporate this. Cause I promise you in the original spec for like Sex and the City, they were not incorporating that shit. I don't know. I, that's a good question. I'm not really sure what the production was like for this, but I I thought they, I, I did think that they like, they only filmed like this past July. So I'm def- like, I feel like, a, I'm curious to see what the original, I mean, maybe not the original, but I'm curious to see the storyboarding for this season before all of this, because like the Sex and the City reboot has been in the works for a while. That's an interesting point. I can see them like, well, yeah, I mean, they, they actually name drop how to be an anti-racist, like, you know, that, yeah, I mean, that corporate required reading, but, like... Yeah, I mean, but then that's, like, again, like, the fucking pandering of it all. Like, it's just, like, yeah, I don't really, like, care. I, I find it cringy. And I was, like, talking to you about this because there's, like, two different ways they could have done it where it's, like, truly, like, OG Sex in the City and, you know, incorporating all of that I don't know I guess whatever but they also could have like made it like that movie that I was talking about the Claire Denis movie oh yeah let the sunshine in we need to watch that we do need to watch it well I've seen it (laughs) we need to watch it together yeah yeah um where these old women or not I shouldn't say this I'm trying not to be ages I hate yeah like just lean into it old tags lean into it it's this tag (laughs) this divorce um it's what's her name Juliet Binoche or whatever she is you know single in her 40s I'm assuming and like having sex and doing all this shit and they have these sex scenes like I think the movie literally opens 
with her having sex. Like she's like in her forties, she's having sex with someone who's in their fifties. They are older people. Like they look older. They don't like, Yeah. they're having sex. It's like, and I think that that's interesting because I don't really want to see a bunch of 50 year olds trying to be relevant. Like I want to see 50 year olds doing real shit. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to be doing like real shit. And I also don't really care about the children of the sex in the city years. Like I don't want oh, like, 10 years down the line for that to be a reboot, you know? Oh God. I mean, I think, I mean, they are incorporating the kids a lot in it. Like I think they're going to make one of them gender queer and they're going to like, um, There's only I three mean, kids, right? Yeah. One of Charlotte's kids is like refusing to wear a dress which is like very, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting storyline in the sense that, you know, Charlotte's so feminine and traditional. I like, mean, I guess that could actually be fun to watch or not fun to watch, but just like that, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of these ideas are interesting conceptually, but they're just not yeah. going to be executed well. And they're not going to be executed in a way that's like cringe enough for me to enjoy it. <laughs> I think like, the first iteration of the show was the strongest when it focused on the romance, I think, like in terms of drama. Um, mm. In terms of comedy, obviously, when it focused on sex, it was like the funniest. But like for the new one, I think as long as they don't try to like, like I don't want to, I don't want to watch the series arc about like Carrie's podcast career. Like I don't really care about Miranda's like becoming more learned about human rights or charlotte learning i don't know like you don't care about the personal journeys no i want to i like i want to hear like the romance is like what makes the show good like that's like the interesting you know what if you had come to me and you had told me asia the new sex in the city is so good here is how it opens carrie is doing cowgirl on big you don't see her tits, obviously, but they're clearly having sex. But she would Maybe, never do that. Wait, like, hold on. Wait, let me set the scene. Okay. okay. This is, actually, I love it though. I love it though. No, we're not talking cowgirl. We're talking reverse cowgirl, actually. From where this oh my God. Go. So Carrie's reverse cowgirling and making those like very like feminine high voices that she has, despite her being so mature. Mm. And she's like, oh, big, you know, like calling him big, not John. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, baby, oh, baby. And then it stops. And then he has a heart attack then and there. And fucking dies. <gasps> that- <laughs> While she's on top of him. Wait. And then she's like, wait, wait, big, big, big. You know, or John, John, John. 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 And wait, then he's actually fucking excellent. dead. And then it's that's like, you re- get the sex. And big still dies. That's, a, that's actually like a brilliant idea. That would have been yeah. such a good opener. Because it would have been like, it would have set the scene, it would have been like, okay, this show's not about sex anymore because Big fucking died. And also, it would give her having sex, and now she, like, can't have sex anymore? Right, right. I mean, like, and then working through, because, like, also, she's a sex writer. Like, I mean, obviously, like, that's not our job or whatever, but I think that that's, like, far more interesting because I also want to see older people having sex. That would have been so brilliant. That would have been so cool. And that that would be, like, such a strong, like, billions or succession-esque, like, opening to a show. Like something like vile, you know what I mean? I mean, but also then like at brunch with the girlies, she's like, yeah, he took a Viagra because, you know, and like, I want to hear about the woes of having sex in your 50s plus. That like, would have all, totally, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the minutiae, just like, you know, like we've been trying for a minute, but like, I think this new one actually worked, like. Yeah, or like, yeah. just like the Viagra had, of it all. We had to use a lot of lube this time. I have, I might, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Her talking about her hormones, like all yeah. that shit. Yeah, that's funny. And this is like a minor squabble. I'm kind of used to it on TV right now. But like, there's just like so much painful exposition in this mm-hmm. and the sex life of college girls where it's like, at the beginning, there were like some characters like, oh, where's Samantha? And then they have this whole conversation about how. That's where the narration, like, I guess, would have come in. Yeah, but like, I think Mary's literally like, um, like, what more can we do? And Carrie's like, I know. I shouldn't have fired her. <laughs> and, and then Carrie's like, and then she Carrie goes on to be like, this is exactly what happened with her. Like, it's like very obvious. Yeah. And so if it were, but if it started with a crisis, it would have made it like the, the stakes of that would have made things so like hectic. It would have been like, Oh, like 
Where's Samantha? You know, like it would have been very like yeah know, more natural for the to for us to understand where they are in life. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, we all agree that Big had to die. I personally am like very sexually attracted to Big, but like sure? I get it. I he was sure. a, <laughs> no, he was he was like he, I was I was really into him first two seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is there a sexier villain? Probably not. Probably not. Carrie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I mean, what more can we say? I feel like we should probably move on. You're right. You're right. What um what have you been reading lately? <laughs> <laughs> okay, full disclosure. I like texted Fazan. I was like, I'm reading Detransition. Wait. I'm reading Detransition Baby, okay. which is a book by Tori Peters. Um, and it came out, I believe, either early this year or last year. And uh-huh. she's, she's a trans author. I think that's important because it's about these three different women. One of them is, well, I guess one of them is cis and she's pregnant. And then the other is trans, but she is transitioned. And then the other has detransitioned and mm. got the cis woman pregnant. Oh. So that's like the premise. I get it. So there's there's a D and there's a transition and there's a baby. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Um, so that's what the book is about. It's pretty good. I really like it. I would recommend. I'm not finished yet. But I was texting you about this because I thought we were going to watch something else. And I... <laughs> I think it's interesting to like hear about gender from trans people specifically mm-hmm. and like just because I'm always curious as to how you know and I know that there's like the dysphoria but I want to like truly understand mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. especially and it's not like in a sex in the city type of way like it's in a way that I like want to understand my own views of gender um because I think like a lot of people, I I'm not, I don't want to say a lot of people, but I think I've had like this weird relationship with my own gender recently where I've like, like I don't want to say non-binary, mm-hmm. but I've t- described it to you as like but, not a girl. Not a girl, not yet a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet, not a girl, not yet a woman. <laughs> I know, I know. That was, I was playing on that. I know, I was like, but... ew, don't call me a man. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> well, that's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I'm like, it's. I find that repulsive, which is like you're interesting. Not, you're not non-binary, you're just not on a binary. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> what's between a woman and non-binary? I feel like that's weird. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's but... still non-binary. <laughs> Are you trying to out me on this podcast? No. Because no. I swear to God, I will call the I will just, call them on you. Just shooting the um, call <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, But I like texted you because I was like, listen, I'm okay, I'm not reading this book. I'm listening to the audio book, whatever. But no. um there's like a lot of like sex in this book. Okay. And you know how a lot of these gender classes are always like tied into sex and you can't like talk about gender without talking about sexuality and for me as someone who's not like I'm now like how much of this do I want to be in public <laughs> right don't, don't, don't just yeah we can um we well whatever but I I think it's I've always been like interested and in, like why that is mm. I feel like this book really outlined that for me and it was particularly in this one sex scene where one of the trans women is having sex before they transition and okay. they're having sex with like a cis woman and or a cis girl she's like 17 but basically oh. the, <laughs> she's also 17 like or she's oh. 15 they're both minors okay. um but the the whole time she like knows what to do to this girl because she's like imagining what she wants to happen want. to her oh wow okay yeah and then I was like wait I get it like I literally mm. like actually get it now because I feel like yeah the the build-up to them actually having sex is like the performance anxiety that she feels before they like start fucking mm-hmm. and it's because of like she doesn't want to like be necessarily having sex 
that like a boy would but she has to yeah. because she's not like and it's like this like uncomfortable thing that's okay that's she interesting. has to dissociate in order to have sex and then I was like wait I feel like that's part of the reason that I personally like have gender issues because uh, of like yeah. having sex I mean I feel like I mean gender isn't just related to sex but for me it's like like I okay like in order to have like good sex you have to be comfortable right mm-hmm. and like I think I've been conflating my like discomfort in my body mm. with like my outward appearance yeah. which is like a sort of dysphoria and I don't necessarily think that it's like trans but mm-hmm. there is like that uncomfortability and that like manifests in a major way when you're having sex with someone right like you can't yeah. have sex yeah. with, I mean you can but it's like you literally have to dissociate right and then I was just kind of like I mean like ultimately I don't really have a conclusion about my gender or anything like that but mm-hmm. I feel like it was just like helpful in identifying the ways in which I also manifest this yeah that's it yeah. it's like I'm realizing now listening to you that like sex is kind of like excuse my crudeness but like the final boss of like performing gender basically like it's like throughout life you know you do a lot of stuff but like when you're having sex like sometimes you just like want to be fucked basically you know what I mean yeah. like, or, or like you want to like it's like it's hard to explain but like I, I totally like, know what you mean yeah yeah I mean it's like I don't because it's like you know like you don't have to be fucked or fucked to like be either gender obviously but I feel like if you're mm-hmm. already like like not feeling amazing and I don't want to conflate like the, the dysphoria that trans people feel to like insecurity like I'm not trying to do that and like in any regards like I don't want to be insensitive but I am saying that I feel like I experience dysphoria that's not mm-hmm. necessarily the same but feels somewhat the same yeah like I don't like I don't think I'm trans but I don't think that I'm like oh I don't know I don't know like you don't feel quite right yeah performing, like performing gender performing woman in the in like yeah know. and I have like a mild aversion to being considered a woman and mm-hmm. I don't know why because it's like I'm a okay woman. I see what? now now I know what you mean when you say you're in between like non-binary and woman like it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, like, I mark woman. Like, I don't mind, like, doing, like, traditionally, like, like, feminine things or whatever. Like, I don't, like, I like all that shit. But there's something that happens in me, like, when someone's, like, oh, excuse me, ma'am. Like, I go, ugh, no. (laughs) But it's not as bad as, like, the repulsion I feel when, I I mean, I I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, but, when, pe- when people call me sir, I'm like, okay, like, if you say so. <laughs> yeah, this needs to become a queer theory podcast ASAP. We gotta, I need to do some reading. We no, I think you're right. We need to stop being dumb as hell, though. I know, <laughs> like, I'm, too, I'm, I'm too stupid to talk about this intelligently. I know, I'm like, I know, I mean, I know no one's going to listen to this, but I'm just imagining people listening to this and, like, screaming and being like, this is all right! I know, I know, I know, I know. We can't really, I'm we like, can't. you know what? whatever i don't care I, we're not being offensive enough for the anti-world crowd too so it's like should we be more offensive no. I, t- I just said that gays aren't real what more let's, do they want that was good let's wait let's go back to that that was interesting so like yeah i could probably well mm. okay but you are actually bi <laughs> you think so i think so but i also think that everybody's bi i think you're the lesbian yeah, I mean, I, I also. I'm hanging. <laughs> you on the 18th? Oh, the 18th. oh yeah. <laughs> right. You For everyone's context, the 18th is is just birthday. That's not my birthday, actually. But I know I'm 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 giving everyone um the wrong Wait. day. Yeah, don't tell them. I don't want exactly. I'm getting, I, I know when your fucking birthday is. I'm giving everyone the wrong day so that everyone so that no one you know finds your social. And so you know identity. What? All two people who listen to this. All like <laughs> the two are just us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say I'm I'm worried about safety. I never want to be like murdered or anything. 
Again, we're gonna cut that. We're gonna cut that. I know. Aisha secretly really wants to be murdered. And then I can do a true crime <laughs> podcast about uh, her. The first episode is me telling my address. And then the next episode is <laughs> so Aisha's dead. Aisha's <laughs> dead, y'all. It's really boo a media podcast because that scared me. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna throw up. That's so funny. Ugh. You should be a comedian. Has anyone ever told you that? Do not do this to me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put me on the spot like that. This is really funny for everyone who doesn't know the context. Is that I've failed failed spectacularly at a comedy career <laughs> many Shut times. Up. Okay, you cannot <laughs> just keep giving context for shit. <laughs> everyone's context <laughs> i always do context for things <laughs> trying to stop me. these are not people we know they don't need context so, y'all Maybe. for context the audience that we're anticipating <laughs> is like we were not sure whether to put it on twitter because we have like friends on there that we're embarrassed by Let's for context it. we went to college together. there's right. one more thing from detransition baby you, okay go off um <laughs> Wait, so I make another cocktail. I'm already kind of there, but I can always go, always go further. I should have gotten something to imbibe. I fucking told you. I, told I know, you. I know. Whatever. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Mm. Um, so there's this something interesting, and I don't want to give context for, like, why it's said, because I think context. it's like a, a mild <laughs> spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just, like, at one point they talk about these like this is like more just like did you know that like this is one of those things um so I've never heard of this first off so I was very intrigued by this and I didn't really like care for the comparison that was being made but um they had the Ames slash Amy he talks about is this this. the detransition yeah yeah he talks about um this concept of juvenile elephants have you heard this phrase before actually this might be too dark i don't know this was like quite fascinating no get into it let's do it okay i mean there's like not really well whatever so basically i guess like like nearly over a decade ago there's these three male juvenile elephants that has been murdered by the state in whatever country they were in. Why? Um, because they were going around raping and murdering rhinos. They killed about 63 rhinos. Oh. Killing and, them too? Yeah. And they were like killing village, like like people Wait, that lived in this country. Oh, yeah, really? It was crazy. They were yeah, killing they people? Were, like, yeah. Like it was like quite violent. Whoa, what? Like someone, okay, maybe these weren't these elephants. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I have to Google this. This is fucking Right, insane. that's literally, like, how I, like, I literally do that, too. But someone was murdered by, like, being impaled by the tusks slowly. So it was, like, clearly torturous. <laughs> um, Isn't that fucked up? Are elephants sadists? Like, do they even have that? No, that's the thing. Okay, so this is the problem. <laughs> elephants are actually quite one of the most gentle creatures in the world. But these, these are all male juvenile elephants. Right. Hey, uh, I can't find. I can't find this. Hold on. Killing rhinos. Oh, in China. Was it China? Um. Look up male juvenile elephants. Murder. Three male juvenile elephants killed. Um. So okay. and it is real. Like it is real. <laughs> but okay. You know, I so, believe you. I'm just like, what the fuck. I know. Maybe we can put the link in the description mm. um, for one of the articles I read. But basically, oh, what? I found it. But yeah, go ahead. So the premise is that these elephants were... Okay, so poachers killed... Okay. To go back a little further, this is going to take like no less than five minutes. Okay. Or no more than five minutes. Right. So you know elephants are deeply matriarchal. And young elephants stay with their mothers for about eight years after birth they learn all the customs of elephants elephants are deeply social and they have really long memories so they inherit like inherently they have all these traditions embedded in them and they also have this need to socialize yeah these elephants in particular their mothers were murdered by poachers yeah for the ivory and they were chained to these dead okay also when 
an elephant dies, they have rituals mm-hmm. where they like will bring like, I don't know, fucking brush or hay to them and like, you know, make these like mounds for the elephants in order to yeah. mourn. And mm-hmm. this like occurs over days. Like elephants are like some of my favorite animals. Like I think they're gorgeous. Yeah. But like, you know, of course, humanity fucks everything up. Um, so these elephants, these baby male elephants, all from like different parts, like they weren't like together, but they were all chained to their dead mothers <gasps> for like ever. And then not ever, but for a while. And then they were like released back into the wild after this. So why they haven't. They, why did they do that? Because poachers are evil and they have to like, they don't want to deal with, like, I don't think they can kill the elephants or something. I don't know. I, I forgot the mm. reason. I should have, like, remembered this. Sorry. Okay. But While their mom like, was being skinned alive. Well, they're taking the tusks. Oh, right, right. I mean, I don't really think anybody does elephant hide, but the, the moms are dead, and these baby mm. elephants are, like, still chained to them. Yeah, and so yeah. they're around their dead moms, and, like, obviously that's incredibly traumatic for these elephants. Yeah. Um, and so three of these males were then released back into the wild afterwards and they found each other and because they like are traumatized by these like horrible things that happened to their elephant or their mother like the matriarch they also like haven't been socialized amongst other elephants so all these Uh like traditions are lost to them yeah and then they go and fucking behave savagely because that's all they've ever known and then they eventually have to be murdered because they are like causing too much disruption to the ecosystem. Wow. Isn't that tragic? That is tragic. I mean, obviously, like these poachers are probably like selling ivory for white people. So ultimately, this is like all, you know, back to colonialism. What is, wait, so what's the connection about. to Detransition Baby? Oh, I don't want to say. I think it is a bit of a spoiler. I will read it then. I'm, who is it written by? Tori Peters. Oh right, you said that. Yeah, she's cool. She's a she's married to a woman. I think that's hot. Where um, is the um, like the fiction? Where does it take place? It's like New York predominantly, but okay. uh, the two main characters, two of them are from the Midwest, and one of them is from like Connecticut or something or Vermont. Mm-hmm. So still like the New England area. Is that the New England area? I thought so. What is where? Vermont. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But That's anyway, crazy. I know. I was like trauma fascinated by that. I mean, yeah. especially because elephants, like again, they have like that deep memory. Right. So, like, not only do they have that trauma to bear, but it's like the trauma of like all of their elders, and it like manifests. Especially like male animals are aggressive. I mean, I know we're saying gender is not real, <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. nah. Horrible. Well, um, assigned male at birth, that offense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they're like, just like, I don't know, they're going around raping and killing rhinos. It's awful. And like, yeah. just wreaking havoc. And then they have to be murdered. And it's like, right. it's not even their fault. I mean, I know that like, we're getting into like uh, SW Trauma. territory, but. No, no. <laughs> it's no, like, this is it's fascinating. Truly, it's truly yeah. like not their fault. And it's like, you know, if they were able to just grow up to be normal. Right. Because elephants don't, like, go around killing people. This is exactly like succession. <laughs> In the sense that if Roman were obviously sexually abused by his family, he probably wouldn't be making You think he was sexually jokes. abused? I do. By, like, probably Uncle Mo or something. Probably not Logan or anything, but, like, yeah. Mm, that's interesting. I mean... Well, we know Kendall's dying. I did read the profile, by the way. You asked if I would. Oh, wait. Oh. We, you're right. We do need to take notes because there are like five friends that we left open. I do also want to know what your other, what, what your scene from, your favorite scene from Sex and the City 2 was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just get into it. Um, it's literally like the last scene where like Miranda finally gets to fuck that Australian dude and they're like fucking in the desert and it's like the American flag is waving and oh, the fireworks yeah. are going and she's like, God bless America. It's she like is, something like that. It's she so is, funny. She is Samantha is so wrong. Which <laughs> I was like, this is the mistake. I mean, also like Oh my god, when she's like, does she she has like a tit out when they're having lunch too at some point? 
I think she does. Yeah. And I'm like, you are. I mean, that's, she I mean, she did, she's she's jacking some guy off while she's in a public space. Not that's like the Australian guy that she ends up fucking. Like they never yeah. get to fuck while they're in the Middle East, but then as right. soon as they get back to the U.S., they're literally fucking in public on top of this jeep. It's like awful, but I kind of live. But it's oh, also like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite scene. Hmm. Where are the other threads? Should we close them? Um, Kendall's definitely dying. You say? I mean, is it true? I don't know anything, but like. I was listening to this podcast, of course. Um, Were you listening to the Succession one with Hunter Harris? No, 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 no. I should listen to that. I love her. Yeah. Um, no, no, some other podcast, Who Weekly, whatever. But they okay. like talked about the Jeremy Strong profile and Jessica Chastain, our queen, our queen, but defending her or defending him. Yeah. I mean, there was nothing to defend. Like, it was so strange. Like, it's just, I, I had a friend who's like, doesn't like Jessica Chastain. And he had said something like, she probably didn't even read the article. She's just responding to like, the Twitter mail. That's what they said, too. They were like, she's responding to the backlash. But there wasn't really any backlash other than he's crazy, which I think is fair to say. I think the truth is, I, she probably did read it. She's not, like, illiterate. She's, like, artists are just very sensitive creatures. And they take, and not all of them, but, like, people take criticism personally. Like, people are defensive. Like, I mean, I'm sure that nothing could encapsulate, like, if someone wrote anything about you, I'd be like, that's not Asia. Because you know what I mean? Sure, it's like, I know but you like, so well. I think you're giving actors more credit than they deserve because I definitely don't think she read it. And I don't think that they even read profiles about themselves. Like, well, he's, her ass is not reading. That's what I'm saying. She, so she like read like a hundred things in preparation for like each of her roles, though. She's like such yeah, an but, annoying like nerd about that stuff. Yeah, but that's like different. I feel like. She probably, like, read a couple sentences and was like, I mean, whatever. Like, us arguing about whether or not she read it is stupid. But yeah. well, I think... Go ahead. What? Well, I think mm-hmm. that, like, you're right. Like, they are sensitive. I think that, that is a truth. But I also think that actors are just deeply moronic, even well, if they're I'm, talented. <laughs> I'm wondering if Jeremy Strong even has a fucking issue with the piece. Like, I feel like he let this guy into his life. They were friends before. Like, I'm were sure... Were they really? They were friends? I, pre- I thought I read that, like, they knew each other at Yale or something, kind of, or something like that. Well, okay, I had first this... met him in 2000 or something like that. I don't know. Well, okay, so the guy who wrote the piece, all of this is from Who Weekly, and Who Weekly is, like, run by two podcasters who do, like, writing, like, they've written for Vulture and stuff, mm-hmm. so, like, they're familiar with, like, reporters. The first, yeah. Um, He spent, like, all this time with him, and essentially the guy who wrote this is like known for writing these really like incredible profiles of Mm. actors that are like pretty unique and I think that like this was a I mean I love the article I thought it was so interesting and I thought it was like and I mean he I thought it was fair like I that's why I'm like Jessica Chastain's kind of being like we I know we stand we love her but like no, she's being crazy that's what I'm saying she's being crazy like, well and it's the whole thing that's making me the thing that's most surprising is that the amount of people that are like fuck this writer like writing is so important like if he doesn't I mean okay this is this is wait are people is, saying fuck this writer well yeah Jessica Chastain is right you know like, what Jeremy Strong's fans call themselves germs I didn't it is bizarre to me that there is Stan like obsession with succession at all. Like I think so too, because like also there are people are people are Greg stands, people cyber bully Dasha. Like it's very well, funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Vince and I were talking about this, and like before she started watching this season, I was like, I like cannot stand Kendall. I think he's so cringe, so annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like after reading the profile. I really appreciate Jeremy Strong's performance. Like, I can actually, like, separate the two, even though there are, like, the parallels between the two. He but I'm like, yeah, he's doing he an incredible job. job. Oh, but, okay, so their whole point, whatever. Their right. whole point is the, the Who Weekly podcast was that, I mean, I think he's being killed off, too. I was hoping that it's not true. But they were like, why else would this profile come out if he's not going to be dead? Because there's, like, nothing to lose. And you kind of get the impression that his castmates don't really enjoy working with him. You know, uh, and so they can be like more honest about their opinion. Yeah. Plus, like Brian Cox doubled down in a recent interview. Like I watched an interview like that came out like two days ago, and it was Seth Meyers or something. And he oh, asked I love him. About, him. Yeah, he asked him about that, 
And Brian Cox was like, yeah, I just wish he was kinder to himself. Like, I said what I said. Like, it's yeah. it's very, like, I can't believe you're saying that. Aren't you going to work for another season? Like, but, but apparently not. Oh, shit. And I was like... That's not a good choice. I don't want to just watch, like, well... Well, okay, Kendall, like, this season has been, like, so pathetic. It's, like, hard to watch. It's The, the question is, like, I just think it's a little bit lazy. Because, obviously, if they kill him off, it's sort of just like, well, where are we going to take him from here? He's already been up and down and up and down. But it's just kind of like, I don't know, come up with something else. Like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, thank, that's your job. Um, right. I also don't want to see it between, like, Shiv and Roman. Right, like, that seems kind of boring. Yeah, like, that dynamic is going to, he's just going to keep talking about, like, fucking her, which is, like, I need Roman, I need the incest shit to stop. I mean, maybe Roman was assaulted i mean like where are you getting this from i feel like that's like a very bold it's, thing to say it's not from the incest stuff it's just from the constant mentions about how he can't fuck and how he like wants like he wants someone to be dead when he's or pretend to be dead when he's fucking them like he like can't make eye contact when he's like sexually aroused um i don't know that these things are like direct symptoms of you know ptsd but like mm. i think the show is suggesting something i mean i thought it was just like neglect and having access to like or just general abuse honestly yeah it seems like logan was really awful to him and like beat him smack the shit out of him oh yeah oh we'll never get over fucking logan giving iverson what he thought may be poison i know he probably didn't think that yeah yeah yeah. but like i don't know because he beat he like hit iverson in the first season too yeah for like being a kid i don't know my grandparents Mm -hmm. have never smacked me in the face i just have to say it (laughs) no. <laughs> not you thinking <laughs> i actually had to think about it i know yeah, well that's what do you i don't know is there anything more to say about that's succession? boo a medium <laughs> i could talk about succession for another hour honestly i love it you this love, season you love succession well, well i just <laughs> love that last episode so much and i like i'm like watching interviews on youtube like a fucking 17 year old yeah i mean i love that episode too i personally think that the season has been quite boring but i think that's like the general consensus i think that's the general consensus i think covid honestly ruined it i think it would have been fire if like it was filmed properly i'm wondering if that's why alexander skarsgård is only in the like the last three seasons also he keeps talking about he wants pussy i'm like volunteering like if i were at that party i'd be like i heard you i'm here pasta and what what privacy yeah, I, you. I do like, like you were the one that helped me notice this, but there he's like not totally hiding a Swedish accent, which I do. No, love. it's so cute. Oh, okay. For contact, I'm a whore for the stars cards. Right. <laughs> I'm saying this to the audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think we've already talked at length. Oh, I rewatched Dune time. yesterday. Speaking oh, of the really? Stars, yeah. For, um, yeah. with, my, with some people who yeah. haven't seen it give it to me this is heaven it was it's really a pretty want. good pretty good movie i got everyone jessica pilled the con the, his mom i'm not calling her a concubine <laughs> before, i'm a mother before a concubine is what i would I say and before that is. what does she practice what's the religion they're practicing the bene Gesserit? yeah she i would say she is first a bene Gesserit, then a mother then a concubine no, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. I would protect him with my life. I'm not asking his mother. I, I'm asking. <laughs> the Bene Gesserit. I am yeah. impressed that you remember that. They were uh, during the last half of the film. I what kept do you mean? Up. I'm impressed. I remember that. I don't know because I wouldn't be able to like name drop that scene or like you know quote it from. Oh, name. I love that scene. I mean, it's Oscar Isaac. Mm. I um for the last half an hour, I kept pointing out when I think when I thought things got edible. I was like, okay, that was weird. Okay, that was weird. Yeah, you're like, I rewatched it with my parents. I just like don't. They're changed in front of each other. And then she turns around and she looks oh, back at okay. it. And then I he kind of looks back at it. And why do you like, want it to be edible? Like that's so I strange. I don't want that at all. It's just like, I don't, it's it's just vibes. It just I, is. I know, I know Denis Villeneuve is wrong for that. I know he was doing it on purpose. <laughs> I think Nueve, whatever. You know what? Jessica should have been fucking Jessica Chastain. I think we would all appreciate that. That would have been Her that would have been good, but I think she would have been a little bit too theater for Dune. Like I like how stoic Rebecca Ferguson was. You need this is why we need nothing. to fucking watch the greatest show. 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson is in it. And is she, she, I bet she's pretty camp in it, too. <laughs> she's the only one who doesn't sing. I have to... I have to show you the song. I mean, you don't have to watch it right now, but I think I told you about how the gays dubstepped her song and <laughs> I have a greatest show. <laughs> Wait, no, send it to me. That song is so good. Uh, greatest Showman remix. It, like, honestly, if I ever start DJing, you best believe I'm putting this song in there. Please don't become a DJ. <sighs> Wouldn't that be like such canon though? Yeah. I'm um, gonna put in the chat what. I sorry, I just apparently Rebecca Ferguson is on Colbert. How exciting. She's Swedish too. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, did I tell you that I tried to rewatch the Green Knight on the plane? Mm-mm. I fucking fell asleep. I was so tired, but I wanted to you know I love that movie. I I, I haven't seen it yet. I probably would like it. Would I like it, you think? I mean, there's no ladies that are slaying, so. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> I mean, it's mostly like Death Patel being hot and like coming everywhere, so yeah, maybe not. Wait, not. what the hell? What? Well, I think she does sing in this. No, she, she looks. Doesn't. She looks so different. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm like the Greatest Showman and Interstellar are the two movies that are dictating culture. She's Jenny Lynn. Who was that? In The Greatest Showman or whatever? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She does sing. She doesn't sing. She's singing Never Enough. No, she isn't. Like, she's singing it in this movie, but someone, it's, like, dubbed. Oh. She's the only one who doesn't use their voice. I see, I see. And never enough, and never She really never. doesn't look like. I know, she looks pretty, like, dowdy. Is that a word? And Dune. Wait, is Dune? Yeah. Was Dune, was Zendaya and Zac Efron paired up in The Greatest Showman? Yeah. Again, fucking, what's her face? Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, both in Dune. Weird. I know. Never enough. Never, never. Does she play Zac Efron's mom? <laughs> That's <she>? so rude. <laughs> Why is that Of rude? course not. They're probably like 10 years apart. Yeah, but you know Hollywood. Yeah, they hate women, but clearly so do you. So is it like you like watching women slay so that you can like go against your preconceived notions of women? Is that what's going on? Oh, because I'm a misogynist. Yeah. Um what do I why do I why am I drawn to that? Um no, I actually prefer crazy women. Like women I mean, who are you like and me both. Yeah. So like that's why, that's why I like, possession was so sad for me because I like didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, sure. We, we say more though. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like the slay that I wanted it to be. I think I yeah. prefer like a subtle like. The guy slayed more in that. Yeah. Oh, I, also, I, like, I, I prefer the, I prefer the subtle thing. I prefer the subtle thing too. You you don't like what? Body horror. Actually, yeah. though, that's why. Okay, Benedetta, weirdly, even though I didn't like the movie, I know that I'm, like, probably not in the minority. I'm probably in the minority. But I feel like that's why it slays. Because by the end of it, I was like, yes, Benedetta! (laughs) (laughs) You don't... Do you recommend this movie? Oh, yeah. Um, Fuck that movie. Do you recommend it or no? Should I watch it? I think you should watch it. I feel like, why not? Like, do you like showgirls? Do you like basic instincts? Because you're gonna see a lot of tits and ass. I haven't seen either of those movies, but I I love um women famously. So I mean this movie famously has nothing but women and they have and uh, I'm by. Oh yeah, right. I mean mm-hmm. also like some crazy shit happens in this movie. Okay. And you're just like for the audience, I just put yeah. my eyes, made them wide and looked back and forth. Oh my yeah, mouth yeah. agape. <sighs> agape. Agape. Uh, <laughs> uh, never. Now the song is literally gonna be stuck in my head, and I'm gonna be like chanting it to Into the Wild. I love mm. that song. Actually, no, I don't. I don't even really like the movie. I was just like, okay, that's from this. That's from this. And then, like the next day, I was at the grocery store. Guess what song I heard? The one. <laughs> Rewrite the star. Right. This is like boring. Who cares? No, okay, no, no. no. I was going to read something. I was going to read something to you. Okay, go. I must not fear. 
Fear is a mind killer. Oh, hell yeah. Fear is a little death that brings total obliteration. I will oh, face my fear. But, I will permit yeah. it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone and there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Okay, now I'm going <laughs> to read it. I'm going to read it kind of like that, actually. I'm going to read it in a different way. I'm going to make a cocktail. I'm just not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the oh, little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will turn it to pass over me and through me. And when it has oh, gone past, yeah. I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear is gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Okay, that, that was that was so, okay. I, I can I can workshop that. I can workshop that. That's good. Um, That's good. Yeah. Boo. I mean, podcast. podcast. So, yeah. Be sure to like our wait no rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you all next time. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.